0: Welcome to the Online Course Masters show, where we learn from the best online course creators how to better create and sell our very own courses. I'm your host, Phil Ebener, and today I chat with a longtime listener, Jason Gandy, who teaches all kinds of business classes on Udemy. He also has started some other side hustle businesses that we're going to get into, including Merch by Amazon and Amazon FBA. Jason shares his entire Online Course Masters story coming right up. Visit OnlineCourseMasters.com for show notes to watch the video version of this episode and see an archive of all our past guests. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Please, if you haven't done so already, leave a review for this show wherever you listen to it. Now, let's get straight to the interview. All right, everyone. Phil Ebener here with Jason Gandy. I am so excited to have Jason on the show. Uh, he's been a longtime listener of the show back when I was doing the Passive Income Show. He was always there following Davis Spino and I, and I'm excited to share his story here on the Online Course Masters Show. Uh, Jason, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me, Phil. Good to be here.
0: Yeah, so Jason, he's been teaching on Udemy for a while. He's been teaching martial arts for over 10 years, and he's been doing a lot in just the online e-commerce space. So he has experience teaching online and doing other businesses as well. So we're going to dive into all of that kind of stuff. But my first question for you is, why do you think people quit teaching online and online businesses in general? Because I think if we could figure out why people quit, we can help people succeed even more.
1: Definitely. I think there's a lot of reasons that people might quit or not pursue the teaching online after they get started. My first month, I made $0. My second month, I made about $14. And my third month, I made 75 And then it kind of jumped over 100 from there. But Most people would look at this and get these kind of results and say, this thing doesn't work. But in any business, you have to put in the time. You have to be willing to put in the work. And I think most people are impatient. They expect too much for too little or they just give up too soon. Uh, With so many distractions, people are really busy nowadays. People are busy when they get home. They have to watch three hours of Netflix. They have to get on the phone for hours at a time and have Facebook debates. So in today's society, people are too busy to create courses. And uh, I think that's one reason people tend to fail, because they don't keep at it long enough. And also, uh, I think that people need to realize if it's in their skill set or not. Like I've tried writing ebooks and I know a lot of people that make sig- six figures selling ebooks, but I know it's not my skill set. It's not for me. And so I've always been good at doing audio, editing videos, and I've been a teacher, like you said, for over ten years. So I thought creating courses was right up my alley and fit my skill set. So I think people will have to really have self awareness and see what really matches their talents and skills.
0: Mm, yeah, that's a that's a good point. You know, I think, you know, we could try to teach that anyone could teach an online class, but for some people, okay. it's just maybe not the right skill set they might be able to learn it but maybe they're not passionate about it they're not enjoying it and yeah maybe writing ebooks is what they want to do or maybe they want to do some people in in in-person coaching or something else uh as well so i think you know there's two sides of the coin it's like on one hand you have to stick with it to really see if you can be successful uh but on the other hand maybe there's another type of business you can start maybe Designing t shirts and selling them on Amazon. Exactly. <laughs> There's so
1: many businesses out there that you can start, especially online nowadays. That if something's not working well for you, it might just not be your skill set. If you're putting in the actual time, if you're not putting in the time, then you don't know if it's right for you or not. But if you put in the time and you still don't get, build that passion for it, or if it's not working for you the way it should, you might want to try something else. Yeah,
0: cool. So let's uh, hear a little bit more about your background, uh, where you, you know, how you got to this point. But more what you what did you what were you doing before teaching online and how did you get into teaching online courses?
1: Well, I've always been really into martial arts and I started teaching martial arts my sophomore year in college, and I really enjoyed teaching so that was kind of some teaching experience I got that led me to this point. Um, I went to Georgia Southern University. Um, I'm not sure if college is the best route for everybody nowadays. It's so expensive and a lot of times you don't get, what you really expect to get out of college. So if you're not going to college for a specific skill, like to be a lawyer or a doctor or something like that, you might be wasting time and money. You might, with the internet nowadays, you can learn almost anything that you want. So you can just save that money, learn how to build a business and take that $200,000 and buy a business instead yeah. of wasting it on college <laughs> and getting out with a ton of debt that you're chained to. Yeah. But I digress. But Back to my story, I've always sold on eBay as well. I started that in like 2004 or something like that, where I used to sell. My grandma owned a uh, a dry cleaning business, and they used to have these old hat blocks, and I got those and started selling it on eBay just to see how it worked. I've never done anything like that before, and they started selling really well, and I built a pretty good business just doing that. And so I've done eBay, Amazon, Etsy, Shopify, and all types of other online sales channels to try to just build and learn as much as I can about the online business. Mm -hmm. And I've had a few full-time jobs, but while I was at those full-time jobs, I was half the time working on the job and half the time building my own business as well. (laughs) And so I finally got to the point to where I was earning enough on my own to where I was comfortable to take the leap to leave the full-time job, and that's where I am now.
0: Awesome. And I'm going to jump right into that point because it's something that I saw. There was a Facebook post recently uh, of someone asking about that. What did it take for you to feel confident to leave your full time job and work for yourself um, full time?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people really want to leave their job, but they haven't done the adequate prep work in order to leave the job. You have to, first of all, know, have a solid game plan of what you're going to do after you walk out the door of that job. You don't want to just leave and then try to figure things out as you go, because that's going to put you in a real bad situation. I I would suggest building your business. When you get off work, everybody has everybody can find two or three hours after work to work on whatever passion or hobby that you want to try to build and go ahead and get it started. Go ahead and get it making revenue. And then at that point, once the business is making revenue, you have to have enough I like to call it runway cash in order to be able to leave your job. It might take six months to a year before you're making the same amount of money that you were making at your job. So you want to make sure to have that backup backup amount in your account just to, just to be safe. Mm-hmm. And so I would recommend having at least six months worth of cash saved up. You should get this cash from saving from your job. You need to cut your expenses, whether it means getting rid of Netflix or buying cheaper toilet paper. And... Yeah. You just have to have to save up that amount of money. Yeah. You got to hustle. And once you have that, you're pretty safe to leave the job. Your business is already running and you can use the extra time you have now just to ramp things up and try to make it your full time.
0: I think that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing about leaving your full time job is you end up having all this extra time to put into your own business. But I think you have to prove the concept first. At least what I suggest is prove the concept first as a side hustle and then jump into it full-time. There's some people that say or would suggest just, you know, you can't start a business if unless you're putting your full time and energy into it. But at least for people like me who have my personality, who are kind of worried about finances and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that would not cut it for me. I needed to have, you know, that assurance that my full-time job or my side hustle was making some income before I jumped into it full-time. So exactly. Good Smart. advice. So what was the first class that you te- taught online and was it on Udemy or had you tried any other platforms?
1: My first course was on Udemy. Uh, Udemy was the first platform I heard about. I was At the time I went to visit one of my buddies in uh, Baltimore and at that time I was selling physical products on Amazon. I would ship products in from China and private label them and just sell them on Amazon. But well, my buddy was telling me about this new business model where you can create digital products, online courses on this new platform called Udemy. And it sound, sounded really interesting to me because I've always edited music. I liked editing martial arts videos and just combining everything together. Seems like it would be the perfect business to start an online course business. So my first course was actually teaching people how to sell on Amazon because I had been doing that already and I knew it wouldn't take too much time to have to do a lot of research. I can just kind of get into it. And test the market. I wanted to create a course, just an hour course to test the market and see if this Udemy thing was right for me. Mm. And uh, I'm still embarrassed by that first course. I don't recommend anybody go watch it, but (laughs) I've gotten a lot better after that. And I've done several courses since then. And each one, I feel like I get a lot better. And now my courses are more around three to five hours long. I'm trying to give more information and more value now that I know that I enjoy doing this and I really like creating courses. So it's perfect for me.
0: Well, I think that's probably similar to all of us with our first course. We're like, no, no one needs to watch that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I leave my first course up there because it makes, you know, 50 bucks a month or something for me. And I'm like, why take it down? People are finding some sort of value in it, even though I'm kind of embarrassed about it. Exactly. I still get
1: good reviews and it still makes some sales. So still up there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So what that first course was about Amazon FBA, what has been your process for coming up with course topics since then?
1: Well, coming up with course topics, I like to choose either topics that I've studied in the past that I already know a lot about so I can just get right into it and start recording. And I also like recording topics on stuff I want to learn more about. And so just for instance, when I got ready to launch my t-shirt business on multiple platforms, I was already selling on Merc by Amazon and I wanted to open up sales channels on Teespring and Redbubble as well. And so while I was creating my business on these different platforms, I was creating the course at the same time, just recording the process of me doing it. So it's kind of like killing two birds with one stone. I love just being able to build two businesses at the same time and benefit from them both. And, and also think, another way. Oh, God, go
0: go. God, You God.
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say also Udemy Insights has been amazing. That's the best tool i think udemy could have gave to us instructors and i think it's going to be very helpful for course creation in the future
0: yeah and for people who don't know the insights feature once you do become a premium instructor you have access to this dashboard that gives you all sorts of analytics about how many people are searching for specific topics what the best-selling courses in that for those keywords are making so you can kind of see if there's gaps in the market um, or if there's something where it's just too competitive and maybe it's more worth your time creating something else. But I actually like that idea of creating a course while you're sort of learning it yourself. Uh, some people might say, well, you have to be an expert. You have to have you know, 10 years and, then, and a master's degree and, and PhD to teach <laughs> on a specific topic. But as a learner, you might find more value from a course taught by someone who is just going through it. And that's one of the biggest critiques of my courses is always where I'm missing something that a beginner doesn't understand. And I'm kind of going too fast or I skip something, gloss over something that a beginner doesn't really know. So I think that is definitely good advice or or one strategy for creating courses is, Just if you're passionate about something, you're getting into something, teach a course while you are actually sort of learning it yourself. (laughs) Exactly.
1: And it actually helps a lot because you don't miss any steps. If you're actually doing it, you're actually going through the process and you have to go through every step in order to get get it done. So you're teaching every single thing that the student actually needs to do. And I think it just provides more value and helps the students more too.
0: Yeah. And some people might say, well, you're just kind of redistributing information and what's the point of that? But I think the other side of it is like, why not? Like, if people like you, yeah. if they enjoy learning from you, from your style, and you're doing it in a nice way, then, hey, why not? Exactly. So, We're not inventors. We're not
1: inventing no, new products. No, not We're at all. We're taking information, putting it in a structured format, and putting our twist on it, and putting our personality on it that students can relate to. So.
0: Yeah. And that yeah. information <laughs> yes. is for free el- everywhere on YouTube, on Google, el- elsewhere. We're just taking that information and like you said, repackaging it in a nice a format structure. that takes a student from A to B or A to Z. And uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. so, cool. What was the difference? What has been the difference from that first course you created and this last course in terms of creating it and promoting it?
1: Well, the first course I created, it was kind of just a test run. I was just trying to figure out what I was doing, how to do it, how to get my audio video right, and basically just testing out Udemy to see if it works. So I didn't put as much time on that course as I do with my courses now. The first course was only like an hour long, and I'm not really happy with the slots that I did and the recording quality. But after I figured out that Udemy was right for me, that I did enjoy recording courses, I started upgrading equipment, upgrading my lighting, getting different backgrounds and cameras and stuff. And every time I create a new course and earn more revenue, I'll upgrade my equipment and just get better and better. Because for long-term success on Udemy, I believe that you're going to have to get very good with making high-quality courses. And I think the best way for me to do that is every time I create a new course, use the revenue from that to upgrade my equipment and just keep reinvesting in the business and building it that way. So when the quality and the competition gets really heavy, I can still compete with high quality courses.
0: Yeah, totally. I think start with what you have, but put out that first course to just get it done. And then if it starts making a little bit of money, reinvest it in the business. And there's some, I mean, there's just like some small inexpensive, somewhat inexpensive equipment that can take your sort of just entry level quality course and just bump it up a lot like just a better microphone a better webcam or switching to like a dslr camera or something to film your talking head videos or just even adding talking head videos is a boost in quality what uh, equipment are you using right now for your courses
1: i have several different types of cameras i just bought a new canon camera with a uh, flip lcd screen so i can see myself while i'm recording I don't have the webcam or anything like that. I just have a separate camera that I put on a tripod. Nice. I have some GoPro cameras, some uh, LED lightings. Um, uh, my microphone, I'm not sure what kind of microphone this is. I've had it for over seven years. I used to use it to record music, but it seems to work fine for me, so I haven't upgraded that yet. But nice. uh, yeah, I got some new editing software to get better with that and basically just updating anything that I think can improve the course over time. Yeah, And I'm sure I'll be adding a lot more stuff too. <laughs>
0: nice. Yeah. I, there's always uh, some other piece of equipment that you always. can get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, cool. So what ways are you promoting within Udemy? What have you found successful for sending out promotional announcements, um, to launch a course? Yeah. Let's focus on launching a course. Um, what, what is your strategy when you come out with a new course to, you know, launch it, get some, those initial reviews and start driving traffic to it?
1: Well, I'm still getting better at launching the courses. I probably need to take your course on this more. <laughs> but my strategy right now is after I create a course, I like to keep it for free for maybe the first day, sometimes only a few hours, depends on how fast students enroll in the course. But I want to get at least 300 to 500 students in there. Uh, right in the beginning to get reviews and to provide social proof for the course so that when other students come to purchase the course, they'll see that other students are already enrolled and it just provides social proof and makes them feel more comfortable with enrolling in the course. And so I'll do that. And then i also send promo announcements to all my previous students and courses that are similar to the one that I created. I teach courses on all different subjects, martial arts, selling on Amazon and different things like that. So I try to whenever I send a promo announcement, I try to only send it to students that I think would be interested in that specific subject. Mm -hmm. And so I need to get better with the promo announcements, but my last course I did very well is the best promos I sent. I sent sent a promo announcement when I first launched the course, and three days later, I sent a follow-up promo just saying, don't forget about the promo, the sale ends today. I think I had a three-day sale on it, so it had a time limit on it and a limited number of coupons just to give them more, send them to buy quickly.
0: Yeah, nice. And I've always found that using those two announcements, sending that follow up <laughs> is really beneficial. There has been times when I've made more sales from that follow up email, which is crazy <laughs> to me, but I think it's just people will see that first one and they might just be busy. So sending up a follow up is really important if you can save your promo announcements to do that. I like that. How are I you? sending or what are you doing to build your brand off of Udemy and to send traffic to your courses um from outside of Udemy
1: well I haven't done as much as I should be doing I'm so busy with other projects I'm working on I'm all over the place but um YouTube is my biggest uh Generator of traffic to my own website. I kind of have it set up where I'll send traffic from YouTube They'll go to my own website to get a promo code for the Udemy and all the courses on my website are just links to my Udemy uh, landing pages Mm -hmm. so uh, Yeah, I need to build it up probably start some more open up some more platforms and everything But right now I just focus on YouTube and Udemy just those two because I'm so busy with other things and those two just seem to be perfect for each other It just seems to work very well And I've tried paid ads. They've proven very difficult to make profitable. And uh, I've also did Facebook. I started a Facebook page, a Facebook group. But Facebook seems to be a lot of work for very little return so far. So I'll just keep building that up over time. And maybe one day it'll lead to something better.
0: I think, yeah, trying to, you know, I've left my Facebook page and a lot of my social media kind of on autopilot for the first few years of growing Video School Online where, if I posted a blog article, I had a plugin that automatically you know, pr- posted it to Twitter or to Facebook. And I kind of left it on autopilot for a while. Um, I mean, I'm sure that I could even do a lot more with my Facebook groups and on Facebook. But I found that w- the best place and the best investment of my time and money is to just create more content. And whether that's exactly. a YouTube tutorial or an article or a free course that seems to be more worth my time than posting something on Twitter or Facebook. Um, but I don't know, some people have really good success on some of those platforms.
1: Um, so I don't know. I, I agree with you hundred percent. Um, yeah, you definitely, uh, what was I saying? <laughs>
0: well, I'm curious, are you on any other platforms right now? You, you're on Udemy. Do you have your courses on any other platforms?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm on Skillshare, I'm on Skills Success, and Udemy. Those are the three platforms I currently have to sell my online courses. Not, I, I know there's a ton of other platforms out there. I've gotten emails from different people asking me to get on their platforms and join different programs, or some of them were like emailing courses to students or something like that. But I haven't really done any except for those main three, because I've heard that a lot of them are just a major waste of time. And taking the time to upload courses to most of these platforms would just be time wasted that I could have spent building other courses. Yeah. So I'm just sticking with the main ones for now, and I'll be um, in the online course masters group with you and Dave to make sure I will hear about any other ones that come up too. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I mean those are, kind of, I mean Skillshare and Udemy especially for uh, for me are the big two. Um, I try to experiment just to see, but there are so many nowadays. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you, I get emails every other week with a new platform, and it's hard to decide what if I should even spend that time uploading. Like you said, uh, it sounds like you're super busy with other projects too. What are the other things are you involved with right now, except, aside from your Udemy courses?
1: Well, right now I am. I've, over the past five years, I've just been building different residual income streams online from Merck by Amazon to books on Amazon, paperback books, Kindle books, uh, building private label products that I brand and ship inventory in from China. And so I've just been focused in focusing on building various income streams. I, I want to have as many income streams as possible where I can build the product or do the service upfront. And then it just pays me over time without me having to do much else after that. So that's kind of the base I'm trying to build for myself. So, I I guess I won't have to worry about income as much while I work on other projects. So that's kind of my mindset for that. And I'm also on the board of three startup companies in Fayette County as director of digital marketing. And I work on a startup called Overwatch Technology, and we develop a cybersecurity software for businesses and enterprises, protect them from viruses, malware, spyware, and we offer a million-dollar ransomware guarantee. Mm -hmm. And so. We're trying to build this up and we're uh, starting to do a lot more marketing now. I just finished building the website for that. And I'm also working on two other startups. One is the Eden Project that helps uh, veterans uh, with holistic care and reintegration after they return from overseas. And we help them and their families to reintegrate back into society. And there's one that we just started working on that we're building now called Charity Blend, which is a CRM software for charity and nonprofit organizations that help them keep track of their donations, their members, and other information like that.
0: Oh, that's that's really awesome. Well, man, it sounds like you're going to be kept busy with all of that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty busy. (laughs) That's pretty cool. So for that last one, what was sort of the idea behind that? Did you see that there was this problem that people... Charities were having trouble tracking their donations, and are you just coming up with Definitely. like a solution for that, or what? Who thought of that idea?
1: Well, my team members, I work with a really good team here locally, and uh, most of them are veterans, so they are able to see what these organizations need. They're able to see how we could build something to help veterans because they are veterans themselves. And so we just kind of brainstormed and came up with some ideas and found a need that was uh, out there that companies really needed and that wasn't being fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And we just tried to develop different companies and products and services to fulfill those needs. And nice. so far, so good.
0: That's awesome. Well, th- this whole idea of like residual passive income is awesome. What, um, let's talk a little bit about the t shirt business. That's something that's hot right now. Um, what advice do you have for someone? trying to get into selling shirts on Amazon or these other platforms?
1: Man, Merc by Amazon and different models like this, they're so easy to get started. And man, I just love the internet nowadays to be able to do something like this. It's it's amazing. It's like, I, I believe soon people will get away from nine to five jobs and figure out how to monetize their passions online and be able to get paid for what they do instead of the time that they are on the job. So that's, that's one reason I like to do these online residual income streams. Yeah, And um, I like doing things. I only like doing things I like doing. I don't want to be stuck somewhere all day just mm-hmm. trying to... It just seems like a big waste of time being stuck on a job where you're only doing two hours worth of work. The rest of the time, you're just twiddling your thumbs or on Facebook or something, or in my case, building another business. Mm-hmm. So,
0: I know. I yeah, talk to I all my it. friends and family members who still have a normal job. And some there's some jobs that... Will have to be like a normal job where you go into an office or you're meeting with people, but the amount of time that's just wasted, just commuting Mm -hmm. and then going to meetings. And it just, I just remember the days of being at my full time jobs and just, yeah, going to meetings and stuff where I didn't really need to be there, but it's just like this huge waste of time. I mean, there's this, on the other hand, there's this argument like, how is, there enough room in online teaching or merch by Amazon for everyone in the world to be doing these online businesses. I don't know. I don't know. But maybe there's other ways that people can monetize their passions or take a job that they have and make it more of a non-traditional online job or something like that.
1: I think there's plenty of room for everybody online. I don't think there's really a cap because, I mean, there's so many different business models that you could start. There's so many different products. There's so many different ways and many angles you can put on different products. You just have to figure out what you're good at, what your talents are, what your skill sets are, figure out the best platform to monetize that skill set and get to it.
0: Yeah. So for like all these other businesses, like with your um, Shopify stores, your t-shirt businesses, your your Amazon FBA, what was your process for finding like a good product for designing a good t-shirt for finding a product that would actually sell on Amazon? I think the way that you do that might help people understand how to come up with a great course idea too.
1: Gotcha. Yes, definitely. You have to do your niche research. You have to research your market, figure out your customer avatar and figure out whether there is actual demand for that product or service. And there's a lot of different ways you can do this. If you're teaching online courses, Udemy Insights would be a good one. If you're looking for to ship products in from China or sell some type of other product online, you could use Kindle. You can research Kindle books to see which ones are the best sellers, to see which topics are the best. You can look at uh, products that are already on Amazon that uh, are kind of similar to your product or might be the same product. See how well that's selling. Check the uh, best seller ranking. Mm-hmm. And Just gotta find the ones that have good demand with not too much competition that you think you can compete in that market with. Mm. So just do your your research and if you see an opportunity, go ahead and jump on it.
0: Yeah. So I'm looking at your profile and you've got all of your courses and they're getting really good reviews. 4.7 in your latest t-shirt business course, 4.6 in Shopify. And those are the rankings that we wanna get. And that's how you have success on Udemy is by having those highly ranked courses what have you been doing in your courses to make sure that you get those high rankings?
1: Well, I like to take my time on my courses. My courses, instead of trying to rush a course out just to try to get as many as I can, i rather spend maybe a month and a half sometimes on just one course to make sure I get it exactly the way I like it. I like for my audio to be perfect. And it, one reason it takes me so long to record a course is while I'm recording the course, I can't just talk for 10 minutes and then just that'll be perfect and that's it almost after every single sentence that I do in the course I'll stop edit redo it and make it as perfect as I can I know I'm probably wasting a lot of time but that's what I like to do I think audio is very important and I think having good audio is even more important than having good video but besides that um I try to include as much information about whatever topic that I'm teaching as I can I don't want to just put out a uh course that doesn't provide all the value just because i'm selling it for 10 20 or 30 dollars i still want to put as much value in that course as possible teach as much as i know about the subject and make sure i take the student from a to b for whatever i'm talking about in that course
0: yeah nice what so you know you're talking about like you're re-recording stuff a lot just to get it to be perfect Are you, when you're coming up with courses, are you scripting at all? Are you just writing out outlines or how are you actually preparing to record your courses?
1: I script every single thing, every word almost in my courses are scripted. That's that's another thing. I'll take time to write the script. And then when I get to actually recording the script, I'll stop after every sentence to make sure it's perfect. So I, I know I'm wasting a lot of time, but I think it's having good results so far. And I think as I get more comfortable with creating courses and recording audio, that I'll be able to eliminate that time factor.
0: (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think scripting is something that I'm starting to do more of. Um, I've for a long time been a fan of just, you know, having a good outline and recording it. And I'm pretty good at that. But I've collaborated with some other instructors um, and my buddies, Will and Sam. We've done some photography courses and video production courses. And there are times when we spend an hour, you know, shooting and we end up with, a lesson that's four or five minutes Mm -hmm. and recently we were working on this portrait photography course and we scripted out the whole thing and it was like so easy to just get on camera and start talking but the problem is that you don't want to sound like a robot either while you're reading a script um, we got like a little teleprompter thing, which was really awesome. Are you using a teleprompter or are you just kind of memorizing the script and repeating it? I just kind of memorize
1: it. Like I'll have it on a different screen on my desktop and I'll just kind of read it, then go over to the record and record yeah. it and go back and forth. <laughs> yeah,
0: cool. Well, that's your next investment you have to make is a yeah. teleprompter because I <laughs> think so that I if you're already scripting, having that, um, it will make recording your videos a lot more efficient.
1: Good advice. I'll do that. Yeah,
0: totally, totally. Cool. So um, just a couple more questions, but what do you have any specific goals that you're aiming for with your Udemy courses and your non-Udemy businesses at this point? Something that I can try to keep you accountable for in the next (laughs) couple of years?
1: (laughs) Well, it might be kind of hard to keep me accountable for, but I just want to continue doing things that I love to do and being able to monetize my passions and never have to do any type of job just for the money. Everything I do, I want to do it because I'm passionate about it and it's something that I want to do and I don't want to be be forced to have to do anything that I don't want to do. Yeah. So that's basically my goal is just keep doing what I'm doing, keep opening up new income streams, and keep living life. <laughs>
0: nice, nice. So what's your final piece of advice for people who are just getting started with this online teaching thing and don't really know where to start or maybe they've started but they're struggling to you know, take it to the next level and increase that income or create that next class that really becomes a bestseller. Do you have any advice for for those people?
1: Well, like I was saying earlier, you have to know your talents and your skill sets. If you're not good at video, you're not good at audio, you're probably not going to be good at courses. You can get better over time. You can practice and get better, but you might want to find a business model that fits your particular skill sets and stuff that you like to do. Like, I could have practice basketball since i was a little kid all the way up till now and i'm self-aware enough self-aware enough to know that i still probably would never have made it to the nba for one thing i don't have the height and i don't have a 40 inch vertical jump so i'll be wasting a lot of time trying to become the best basketball player in the world when that doesn't match my talents and my skill sets so you just have to know yourself know what's good for you and uh pursue the goals that you think you're good you were made for
0: yeah, I mean, I think that's good and honest advice. I I wanted to be a baseball player when I was a kid, <laughs> and I'm five foot five and a half, so I'm short. And I didn't realize until I was like, you know, old enough that there was no way. Although now I that? look at it's the World Series right now when we're recording this, and Jose Altuve is on the Astros, and he's five foot six, and he's literally if not the best player, one of the top hitters in the league. So he gives me inspiration yeah. for all the five foot six people in the there world. But, no but it's so true. Like maybe I could have like practiced every single day and worked harder and maybe played college or something. But I think there's other things that, you know, I've found success in and, and exactly. maybe giving up on some of those dreams to follow other passions is a good Piece of advice as well.
1: Thank you. Found exactly what you should be doing. <laughs> you found your niche. Thanks.
0: Cool. So, Jason, thanks so much for being on the show. Where can people find you and your courses online? I'll include links in the show notes on onlinecoursemasters.com. Uh, but what's the best place for them to connect with you?
1: Well, the easiest place to reach me is at my website. You can go to jasongandy.org. That's jasongandy.org because com was taken and become a member of Quantum Courses. You can get any of my courses for $10 if you become a member. And uh, you can check out my Udemy profile page to see any of my other courses. And um, yeah, just uh, come to the website, check me out, and hope to see you there.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I'll include links to jasongandy.org. And uh, yeah, check out all of his courses. One of the best ways that I think people should you know, learn or for people to learn how to become a better online teacher is just to See what everyone else is doing. So sign up for Jason's email list. See see what he's doing. See how he sign up for a course or two of his to see what he does to make it a best selling course. And uh, yeah, I'll include those links at JasonGandy.org. So Jason, thanks so much for being on the show today, and I look forward to chatting with you in the future.
1: Thanks, Bill. See you. I hope you
0: enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to fast track your success, head over to OnlineCourseMasters.com and sign up for your free trial of my flagship program, the Online Course Masters Masterclass. Yep, that's right. It's a masterclass designed to take you from zero to hero, creating and selling your very own online courses. If you haven't done so yet, please leave a review for this show wherever you listen. This is how we can help expand our audience and help teach the world. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week in the next edition of the Online Course Masters show.